yeah, baby. Oh, it's episode six, baby. It's episode six, and episode six is live right now. Episode six is live right now. That's one after five. And let me tell you, episode six was a mission. Well, it wasn't really a mission. It was just me versus me, you know what I'm saying? Because it was just, it's just an L of a day, you know, just a, lo- a little stuff, stuff that's been happening that's getting in the way of, you know, me putting out this episode six. And I feel like episode, I feel like the number six is, I don't know, it's bad luck. I feel like it's bad luck because there's been a lot of, a lot of things in the way of, of, of me dropping off this episode, but most importantly is with me, man, because... I'm I'm not having a good day. I'm really pissed off right now. I'm, I I hate that I'm doing this episode pissed off, but I'm pissed off right now. And I just I I got to do my episode. I think my episode is going to make me feel better by the time I finish. Uh, I'll have a sense of accomplishment, you know, I've done something productive and I got the episode out, you know what I'm saying? But episode 6 I don't know, it's bad luck, but we're gonna, we're still gonna get through with it. We're still gonna go through it. But let me just tell you what's been going on with me. Um, you know, it's it's not all bad. It's not all bad, but we'll get to the bad stuff later. Uh, well, let's talk about the good stuff. What what have I been doing? Um, you know, I I just got off my two days off. You know, I had Sunday Monday off. Uh, Sunday my game was canceled, but I ended up going to Long Island to you know go bowling, uh, with a friend and her family. So it was fun, you know. I had a good time bowling, even though I'm I'm horrible at bowling, but you know we still had a good time nonetheless. Uh, I've been watching Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon One and Lethal Weapon Two, and I, I I'm I'm gonna watch the whole series. I just bought you know the Blu-ray series of one through four, um, but I'm actually enjoying the series. You know I like the first one a lot. Uh, the first one was really cool. The second one was all right. I like it too, but I like the first one more. Um, it's gonna. I, I was thinking, I'm like, yo, how are they gonna top this first movie? It's crazy. But the first one, the first one was really good. Um, but you know, it's it's just been a hell of a day. It's just been a hell of a day, and I have to talk about it. I have to vent a little. So, you know, it's just been a horrible day. Let me tell you how it started off. First off, I woke up at 8 a.m. I woke up at 8 a.m. and, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to go to the gym at 8 a.m. Go to the gym at 8 a.m. for like an hour. But I get up and I look outside my window. I look outside my window and I see my car. My car is parked out, you know, in front of the in front of the building, you know, which is really rare. And, uh, you know, my car is parked out in, in front, you know, and we worked we worked really hard to get this parking. So, you know, this parking, this parking is, is, it was a mission to get. It was a mission to get and, you know, whatever. We got the parking spot. Boom. So I wake up this morning. I look outside my window and I see a little orange, something orange on my dash. You know where the window is, where the window, the the window wash, the window wipers are. I see a yellow or orange. And you already know what that means, man. That's a goddamn ticket. A goddamn ticket, man. And let me tell you, this time, and like I said, you know, I worked really hard to get this parking spot. So I get this parking spot and I get a freaking ticket. I get a ticket off of something cosmetic. I already know. I already know it's something cosmetic. But you might say, oh, Marcos, why don't you put it on? Or why don't you take care of it? Why don't you deal with it? Why don't you fight it? 
But this is an ongoing thing, man. I'm I'm stubborn, you know. I I I know I should have my front plate or my my inspection done already. But it doesn't matter, man. I'm my car is parked there like a normal, you know, a normal a normal car would be parked, you know. It's not in anybody's way. It's no cleaning, it's no nothing. It's no nothing, you know. And they give me a ticket either way. And it's not one, there's two in there. I didn't even bother looking at them because I know it was some bullshit. But yeah, I got some tickets, man. Way to start off the day, you know. I, I, I my car, you know, is parked there. I, I'm planning on leaving it there for a couple days, you know, so I can save a little money on gas and parking and all that stuff. But you know, I can't even, I can't even park my car regularly, man. I can't even do nothing regularly without these dudes, you know, without these meter maids and these traffic cops. I hate cops, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I hate cops. But that's something for another day. So uh, I wake up with a hell of a day. You know, I, I see that. I'm like, oh, God. So I just go back to sleep. You know, I go back to sleep and whatever, man. I'm supposed to get up and continue to prep for my my episode and put the episode out. Whatever, man. Uh, one thing leads to another and it doesn't get put out. Um, another bad thing is that I have to work today. You know, I'm off. I'm coming back from my two days. I'm, I'm coming I'm coming back to work and we have to close, meaning we have to stay, you know, at the end of the day and, you know, close up, put the product back, all that stuff. So that's one thing. That's another thing. So, uh, you know, once we get into work, we find out that we have to lead the sales floor. We have to we have to manage the sales floor, which is, uh, you know, which is a whole lot of work because, you know, I'm not a manager. I'm not a supervisor. I'm just a regular salesman. But, you know, it's whatever. They trust me enough to run the sales floor. But it's it's a whole lot of work, man. It's a whole lot of work. And, you know, I just, it was just bad, man. It was just bad. Um, the, the leadership team had a meeting. So, you know, it was just out, out there and we it was a war out there. It was a war out there. But, you know, we did our thing and we came out victorious. We hit on budget, all that stuff, whatever. Bam. So that's that's another L. So let me tell you another L. So I'm on my way home, right? I'm walking up the block and I see my car, you know, my car that I left in front of the building. I'm walking up to the building to come upstairs, to go home, to go into my home, to record my sixth episode. And I see that there are some Uber scooters on my car. There are two Uber scooters on my car. I go up to the car. And I take the Uber scooters off. And next thing you know, I got a nice little dent. A nice little dent on my car. I got a nice little dent on my car. I got a scratch. I got a ticket. I got bird shit. I got pollen. And it's just horrible. You know, things are just piling up. And all I wanted was to leave my car alone for a couple days in front of the building. You know, tranquilo. But I can't even have that. I can't even have that. So that tells you what type of day I'm having. And I'm off the hots right now. I'm pissed. I'm angry. But it is what it is. You know, we still got to get a job done. And we're going to get it done, man. No matter what we're going through, we're going to be persistent. We're going to be resilient. We're going to remain composed. We're going to remain poised. But but boy, boy, but boy is your boy pissed right now. Your boy is off the hots right now, man. I'm just, oh, God. Oh, Lord. It's, it's just one of those days, man. It's one of those days. 
is one of those days, and it and it calls and it calls for the sad trombone, man, because it's just it's just one of those days. We're gonna put it again, man. Oh man, that's that's uh, that's for today, uh, April twenty fifth, Tuesday. That's that's for today. But nonetheless, you know, we still got a job to do. We still got a job to do, baby. And welcome to episode six after my little rant. Welcome to episode six, baby. Episode six, man. The one after five. Two after four. Three after three, man. Two times three is six, man. That's LeBron James number, man. Let's go. And we're going to go off like LeBron James, man. Let's go. Let's go, man. We're going to talk about... Ryan versus Tank, man. We're going to talk about the NBA playoff picture. We're going to talk about the Knicks. We're going to talk about the Nets. We're going to talk about the league leaders in baseball. We're going to talk about the Mets. The Mets versus the Giants series. Yankees versus Blue Jays. And some Mets and Yankee talk, man. You already know what's going on on sports with Jesus. Let's get right into it, baby. <laughs> I'm going to remain composed, baby. I'm going to remain composed. I'm going to just focus on what's at hand. And I'm not going to worry about all that other bullshit. Excuse my French. I'm not going to worry about all that BS that happened already. You know, it already happened. You know, I let bygones be bygones. You know, even though I got to pay for a couple tickets, I got to I gotta deal with this dent now. I can't believe I have a dent. And the dent is deep, man. And it scratched the... Oh, man. My car, man, my car is so sad, man. It's so sad to see that I can't even park my car in front of my own building, man. I can't even, oh, man. Oh, Lord, Lord. But let's get right into it, man. Ryan versus Tank. Ryan Garcia versus Gervonta Tank Davis, man. One of the huge, one of the biggest fights of the decade, man, so far. Uh, we got two. We got two. We got two young stars going at it with undefeated records, and you know these guys have amazing talent, and uh, you know it's uh it's it's a huge fight, man. It's a huge fight. This fight has been in the making. This fight has been in the making for about like three to four years now, but um you know it's it finally happened, man. It finally happened, and Javante Tank Davis won. With a body shot, which resulted in a seventh round TKO. Seventh round TKO, man. So, you know, first we're going to talk about Gervonta Tank Davis real fast. Um, he's now 29-0. and 0. Um, Let me just, let me just uh, get his data real fast. So, um... Javante Tank Davis is 29 and 0 after that uh after that uh that fight against um you know uh Ryan Garcia. Um he has 27 knockouts. <laughs> he has 27 knockouts. 27 knockouts out of um Oh man, it's it's just crazy. Out of 29 fights, man. Out of 29 fights. Uh, Tank Davis has 27 knockouts, man, and that's including the Ryan Garcia fight. Uh, he's American. He's from Baltimore. Um, he was born November 7th, 1994. 
Um, he's 5'5". His reach is 67 inches and a half. And, uh, you know, he's just uh, he's a stud, man. He's a stud. And he was the heavy favorite coming into this fight. Heavy favorite coming into this fight. You know, he's got he's got really good IQ. He starts off really slow. Um, he's powerful. Oh my God, does he have so much power? It's not even it's not even funny. Uh, he has crazy power, man. But um, you know that's that's Gervonta Tank Davis. Uh, Ryan Garcia, King Ryan Garcia. Uh, was 22 and 0 coming in? No, was 23 and 0 coming into this fight. But now he's 23 and 1, and he has 19 knockouts. 19 knockouts, man. He's a stud. I like, I like Ryan Garcia. You know, he's a young kid. He's, I think, we around the same age. Um, no, he's actually, he's actually a year older than me. But this guy's a stud, man. He's a really good stud. Um, he's 5'8", he's American, he's Mexican, you know, he was born August 8, 1998, he has a 70-inch 70, 70 reach, and, you know, he has a, he's very fast, he's powerful, oh my god, he has crazy power, he has a crazy left hook, and he's very young, man, he's got a lot of potential, and uh, he's gonna be around for a long time, he's, 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 he's really good. Um... But, yeah, like I said, you know, in the beginning, you know, Javante Tank Davis won this fight, you know, via via seventh-round knockout um, of seventh-round TKO, you know, from a body shot. And, uh, you know, he was just – Tank Davis was just dominating this whole fight. You know, he was dominating the whole fight. He was countering. He looked fast. Ryan just couldn't read the book on him, man. He couldn't – he couldn't – he couldn't – he couldn't read – he couldn't read Tank's book. Um, he couldn't land the left hook and, uh, he just look, he just look out of it, man. You know, he ain't have no answer. He didn't have no answer for, for tank and tank just, just made it look easy. He made it look easy. But one thing that I think took a toll on Ryan Garcia was that, you know, Javante Tank Davis made Ryan Garcia sign a rehydration clause. So this is part of the contract, and this rehydration clause, uh, the clause th that this means, this means, though so the clause dictated that while both fighters would weigh in at one thirty six pounds after cutting weight, they would not be allowed to gain over ten pounds until the fight. So what that means is that. Let's say they come in, they're supposed to weigh in at 136 pounds, right? They weigh in at 136 pounds, but they cannot go, they cannot, you know, rehydrate and get their weight back up till fight night. They can only have, they can only gain 10 more pounds. They can only gain 10 more pounds, so they can't go over than 145. So Garcia came in. He weighed in at 144.9 at fight night. Tank came weighed Tank came in at 141 on fight night. So this rehydration clause really played it took a toll on him, man. I think it took a toll on him, you know. He he looked very drained. Uh, you could tell you you know during the interviews, during the weigh-ins, you could see that he could barely even finish a sentence. He could barely freak fruit. 
I'm talking about Ryan Garcia right now, that during the weigh-ins, you know, he could barely speak fluently. He couldn't even think. His eyes looked, you know, out of it. And he just looked horrible, man. Ryan Garcia looked horrible. He looked unhealthy. And uh, he just got smoked in there, man. It took a toll on him. I feel like it took a toll on him with his rehydration clause, and he just got smoked in there. Um, you know, Javante Tank Davis, never. he's never... He's never requested this clause before, man. So you know he has you you know he was a little scared trying to fight the bigger Ryan Garcia. So, you know, an example of of this is like in the UFC, right? Or in boxing, regular boxing. After you make the weight, you could you could regain your weight all you want until fight night. Like for example, Alex Pereira uh, we were talking about him last time. He came in, you know, he cuts weight at he cuts weight to 185 and then fight night he's he's coming in at 210 215, you know. So he rehydrates, you know. He 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 gets all that weight back up, but it's just a cut, man. So I feel like that cut, that rehydration clause, you know, it really it really took a toll on uh, of Ryan Garcia after the fight, you know, after he got knocked out, he mentioned that he could barely think inside the ring, and if they were gonna do a rematch, it's gonna be at a higher weight or without a stupid clause, you know. But um, it's weird because you know Javante Tank Davis has never done this to any fighter, but you know it's all right, it's all right, you know it is what it is. In his defense, in Javante Tank Davis' defense, you know um. He said, and I quote, I mean, it's just making sure everything is fair. You know what I mean? I know I know that he's that he's the biggest fighter. He already has the advantage of the height, the size, the arm length, like everything. He has the most advantage. So I'm just making it a little fair. You know what I mean? Just everybody stayed the same. And I mean, it, it ain't like he got to go. To a second way in, and I don't have to go. We both have to go. You know what I'm saying? End quote. That's what he said in his uh in his defense. And you know, also, you know, Tank he dominated the fight. You know, he was moving in and out. He knocked down Garcia in the second round with a left straight counter off of the left hook. You know, Gar Garcia, he 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 wasn't able to get anything off. You know, Tank was too fast and and he was too smart. Um, it was a great, it was a great fight, but you know the experience, the experience was all right. You know, I was pissed off. I was pissed off uh, watching this fight. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a dog in there, and I'm allergic to dogs, and the dog was getting me sneezy, and you know all this BS, and it was horrible. So when I was watching the fight, right in the second round. This dog come up to me. The dog, man. This dog come up to me. And I look up at I look at the dog. And then next thing you know, Ryan Garcia gets knocked down. He gets knocked down and I missed the knockdown. I missed the goddamn knockdown, man. It happened so fast because I, I this dog comes up to me, right? This dog comes up to me, and I look down at the dog, and then boom, he's on the ground. Ryan Garcia is on the ground, and I missed the freaking knockdown, man. I missed the freaking knockdown. I missed it live. I had to watch the replay. I had to watch it on somebody's IG story. I missed the damn thing. And not only that, the stream crashed. 
The stream crashed. The fight crashed. I told these guys. I'm like, yo, this is not a fight you mess around with. This is a fight that you actually buy. You know, you don't leave it to a, a silly stream or any of this. You don't leave it to any of that, man. You buy the fight. And then the fight crashed. The fight crashed. You know, and it was just horrible, man. The experience was horrible. And, you know, I I was also going for Ryan Garcia. You know, I wanted him to win. But, um, you know, it's just, it was, it was, the experience was all right. The experience was all right. Uh, so that's, that's, that's Tank and, and Ryan Garcia, man. That's, that's it right there. Now we're going on to basketball. Okay, baby. Okay, baby. So now we are going to talk about basketball. Basketball, and we're going to talk about the playoff picture right now, baby. We're going to talk about how the teams are doing right now. Right now. Right meow. Right meow. So, um, you know, we're going to look at the playoff picture, how the teams are standing off right now. So we're going to start off in the Eastern Conference. Um... The Eastern Conference, we got the Bucks versus the Heat. And the Miami Heat, the eighth seed, the team that came in off the play-in, is up 3-1 to one against Giannis and the Bucks. Wow. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. He dropped 56 points yesterday against the Bucks, baby. Legendary. <laughs> Give it up for Jimmy B, man. Give it up for Jimmy B. And next, we're going to go on... To the Knicks and the Cavs, baby. The Knicks and the Cavs. Let's go. The Knicks are up 3-1. Woo, baby. The Knicks are up 3-1 on the Cavs, man. Let's go. <laughs> Next up, we got the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. The 76ers sweep the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later, ladies and gentlemen, because, oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Next series, uh, we got the Boston Celtics and the Atlanta Hawks. Well, the Boston Celtics are up 3-2 uh, to two in the series, but the, the Hawks won the last game today. They won 119-117, to 117, a very close game. Uh, to bring it, to bring the lead down to three to two, so uh, yeah, man, that's the Celtics versus the Hawks. Celtics up three to two in the series in the best of seven. The Nuggets, the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. The Nuggets are looking to close out the Timberwolves tonight. Um, they're leading the series three to one. Um, next up we got the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Kawhi, very devastating. You know, it's devastating. And he's been out. He's been out for the last uh, three games, I believe. Or, no, he's been out for the last two games. Um, he hasn't played since game two. Um, it's just something wrong with his knees. And it's, it's not looking good, man. It's not looking good for Kawhi, the Clippers, Westbrook. You know, it's kind of been a, it's kind of been a sad, um, a sad playoff. But it is what it is. You know, life goes on. The game goes on. Basketball goes on. Um, but it, yeah, man, the Phoenix Suns are up leading the series. They're looking to close it out tonight as well. Uh, they're up three to one. 
Next up, we got the Kings and the Warriors. One of the biggest, one of the best matchups in this whole playoff series. Um, this series is tied. Series is tied two to two after the Kings won the first two and the Warriors won the next two. Um, and the last series on the Western Conference is the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, man, woo! The Los Angeles Lakers are up three to one. Wow, they're up three to one against the Memphis Grizzlies, man. The Memphis Grizzlies. Wow, they're up, man. They're up, uppy, up, up, up. And now let's get into some Knicks basketball, baby. Woo! Everything's flowing about nicely. Everything's flowing about nicely, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Knicks are up, man. The New York Knicks are leading the series 3-1 to one against the mm, against the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Against D. Mitch, Darius Garland. Let's go. So we're just going to. So they won game three. They won game three in a. Oh, my God. They spanked them. They spanked them game three, man. They won 99 to 79. Um, they they really put the beats on the, the Cavaliers, man. Holding them under 79 points, man. That was this this was a really good game. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a really good game. Um uh, the Knicks offense was a little sluggish. Uh they weren't able to make a lot of shots. You know, the high man for the Knicks was Jalen Brunson, and he scored 21 points. Um, he scored 21 points going 10 for 18, man. Brunson has just been great for us, man. I, I love Brunson, man. I'm a huge fan of Brunson, man. But the X Factor, this guy is waking up. This guy is taking control. And this guy is producing, man. R.J. Barrett, man. R.J., man. I'll be, yo, I'll be shitting on R.J. O.D., man. He's the X Factor, man. If... If he's on his game, man, this team is going to be really hard to beat, man. And this is without Randall. Randall's last two games have been poop. Like poop, man. Um, that, that game four, he scored 11 points in 32 minutes. He scored 11 points. And l l let's see his field goal percentage. He went three for 15 from the field, man. Three for 15 from the field, man. Randall has not been looking good this whole playoffs, man. And and quite frankly, they need to get rid of this guy, man. They have to. They have to, man. Obi Toppin deserves his spot, man. Like, after what I saw from game... Oh, my God. After what I saw from game four, I, I don't ever want to see Randall playing again, man. Game four was a horrible game for Julius Randall. Like, that was... Oh, my God. That was... Oh, God, he paid 27 minutes. He scored seven points. He had two rebounds, one assist, and he went three for ten. Three for ten from the field. And and let me tell you, man, oh, my God, he looked so bad. His body language was off from the start. Uh, he played with such a lack of energy. Um, it wasn't good at all. He didn't have any effort in this game. I'm so glad Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau sat him down on the bench, man, and gave his minutes to 
to Obi Toppin, man. Obi Toppin came in. He played five. He played twenty minutes. He scored five points, but he had eight rebounds, one assist. He went two for five from the floor. He hit a huge three pointer, and you know it was just he had a plus or minus of of eleven, man. And he had a really good game. I I love Obi Toppin, man. I'm I'm a huge fan of this guy, man. He needs he needs more playing time, man. He needs to start, man. He needs to start, man. I, he he's such a good player. Such a good player, man. Uh game 4 um you know, it was really good game. My boy Brunson had 29 and you know who else had a good game? I'm telling you, man, this guy is an X factor, man. When this guy is on, the Knicks are going to be a really tough team to beat, man. When this guy is on, man. My boy RJ, man, RJ scored 26 points that game. 26 points on 9 for 18 of shooting. Yo, he didn't hit any threes, but yo, if this guy's, you know, he's a slasher, man. He 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 likes to go to the line. He likes to, you know, to to slash and drive in the paint, uh draw contact. I think that's his bread and butter right there, man. And if he's hitting the three, if he's hitting the three, I'm telling you, if RJ Barrett is hitting the three, man, the Knicks, oh my God, unstoppable. He'll be unstoppable, man. Wait till he gets that three, man, in his arsenal, man. I mean, he shoots it. He shoots it a lot. But he's just, you know, he got to play with more confidence. And, you know, these last two games have been big for them, man. The, the Knicks have really good momentum going into game five. And uh, I think I think this series ends in Cleveland, man. I think this series ends in Cleveland next game tomorrow, man. Next game tomorrow, man. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go, man. Let's go. Knicks looking really good, baby. Knicks looking really good. Looks like we're going to the semifinals, baby. Let's go. Let's go, man. On to the Nets, baby. Oh, man, I wish I had the same good news to say to the about the Brooklyn Nets, man. But, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry, guys. I'm taking a look at my car right here. You know, somebody's parking in. They're, they're like, really close to my car right now. I'm just having such bad luck with my car, man. What is what is going on, man? I'm just trying to park my car in front of my building so I can wake up to it and I can see it, like, right outside of my window, man. What's going on? What's going on? I'm devastated, man. <laughs> Oh man, Lordly Lord, man, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Nets versus Sixers, and uh, the Nets got swept. <laughs> the Nets got swept for zip. <laughs> they couldn't even win one game. I mean, one game? You telling me Mike Cow, Camp Johnson, Dinwiddie, Claxton, Finney Smith, they gonna get you one game? <laughs> one game? <laughs> like, come on, man. And Joel Embiid, he was out the last game. He was out. He was not playing in the last game because of a knee sprain. And he, you guys gonna get one game? Like, come on, man. Damn. You know, the, the, the Nets were just, it was really hard to watch the Nets play in this postseason, man. It was really hard to watch them play. You know, it 
it was it was hard, man. It was hard. They they turned the ball over a lot. They they had they had no shot making. You know, I mean, they were getting a lot of good looks. They get a lot of good looks, and the D, you know, they 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 weren't they weren't knocking down shots. They weren't knocking down shots, and they were relying heavily on the three ball, man. Relying heavily on the three ball. But let me just read you what I wrote down about the Nets playoffs run. You know, it's just it's just been very tough. It's been very tough watching the Brooklyn Nets play. You know, they're not making any shots. The coach's game plan is horrible. Uh, he's relying on the three ball. He he mentioned in an interview that he's trying to get 53s a game. He's trying to hoist 53s up in a game by his team. He wants his team to shoot 53s a game. Like, can you believe that? Like... Are you are you serious right now, man? Do you, do you hear yourself? Like, like fifty threes a game. I I just I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. He's trying to hoist fifty threes a game, and uh, you know it's just it's just not gonna work. It's, it didn't work, and it wasn't gonna work ever. You know, uh, it they they were just forcing threes. They were not knocking down anything, and it was just bad. It was just a horrible look for the Brooklyn Nets. They were way better than this in a regular season. And I don't know what 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 in the world changed in the playoffs, man. Um, you know, the rotations. The rotations. Like who he was putting in the game and who he was leaving out the game. You know, he had he had Joe Harris in the game. Like, come on, man. Not Joe Harris. Joe Harris is statistically bad in the playoffs, man. I'll never forget. I think I mentioned this in the podcast before. I'll never forget Joe Harris. He missed huge threes. He missed huge threes for us in game seven against the the Bucks, man. Against the Bucks. He missed huge shots for us, man. Missed huge shots for us. You know, it's 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 horrible, man. Horrible. Nick Claxton, you know, he had a good he had a good games. He had good games three and four, and they didn't they did they didn't feed him. They didn't feed him the ball. They aren't you know they didn't they didn't have this in their game plan. They didn't have this in their game plan of trying to trying to drive to the bucket and and draw contact, you know, and score some points in the paint. They they weren't trying to do that at all. It was not part of their game plan for some reason. And it was it just wasn't working for them. It was not working. And you know, they ended up getting swept, you know. All the games, most of the games were close until garbage time where they pulled away and and you know, they won by 20. But most of the games were close, let me tell you, man. During the fourth quarter, they were just missing that star. The, the the Brooklyn Nets were just missing that star to get you the clutch buckets, the timely buckets. You know, they, they got the looks, but they just weren't knocking it down. Sorry, guys. My allergies is off the fritz right now, man. I can't believe this is a thing, man. It's... Yo, what else is happening to me? Man, I got so many stuff getting in my way. Like, what's going on, man? Damn. Like, can a brother su- try to try to succeed, man? God. 
You know, it's just it's just crazy, man. You know, Dinwiddie had a tough series as well. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the Brooklyn Nets no more, man. It's just depressing, man. I'm already having a bad day, and this is just depressing even more, man. Let's get into the league leaders in baseball, man. Let's get into some baseball. Let's get into some baseball, baby. So we're going to start off a segment um, about, you know, we're going to start reading the league leaders. The league leaders in baseball, man. We're going to start reading about the league leaders in baseball. So, yeah, baby. We're going to get... We're going to talk about... I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm messing with the mic a little too much. But, you know... We're just... We're going to... Every every first episode of the week, uh, we're going to go over the league leaders in the MLB. Or, you know, when basketball time comes... We'll talk about basketball. But now we're going to talk about, you know, the league leaders in the MLB. Uh, so first we're going to start off with batting stats. Batting stats. Um, Sorry, guys. Batting stats. Batting, batting, batting stats, man. Okay. <clears throat> so the highest average... In the MLB right now is Luis Arellas. He plays for the Miami Marlins and he's batting 444 for the season so far. Nice job. Nice job. Top five. You know, we got my boy Brandon Nimmo from the Mets who just came off a huge West Coast trip. Um, you know, he's batting 350 right now for the Mets, man. Shout out to my boy. Brandon Nemo. Uh, next, we're going to get into home runs. Uh, the league leaders in home runs. Uh, number one at the top, we got Max Muncy. And right behind him at number two uh, with 10. Number one is Max Muncy with 11. Uh, number two right behind him is my boy Pete Alonzo, baby. Ooh, Pete Alonzo from the Mets. Uh, he's right behind him with 10 home runs. Uh, RBIs Runs batted in uh, We're going to talk about um, You know The highest Run batted in um, Adolis Garcia From the Texas Rangers is, le is currently leading the league In RBIs With 28 RBIs and in the top five, we got our boy Pete Alonzo again, man. Pete Alonzo with 23, man, in the top five from the New York Mets. Uh, so those are the basics, you know, average home runs and RBIs um, that we're going to mention for now. Um, the next one we're going to talk, the next stats we're going to talk about is pitching. Um, and these are the highest uh, the best pitching stats, you know, for the... These are the best pitchers. Well, some of... Uh, ERA, earned run average. So, the number one earned run average is Sonny Gray with a .62 ERA. Uh, we got my boy Garrett Cole. We got our boy Garrett Cole in the top three with a .79 earned run average. <sighs> 
Uh, who's got the most wins right now? Who's got the most wins right now? The most wins right now with five is our boy Joe Ryan from the Minnesota Twins. And right behind him, we got our boy Garrett Cole with number f with four wins on the season so far. And strikeouts, um, the league leader in strikeouts right now, we got Spencer Strider from the Atlanta Braves. He has 49 strikeouts. Uh, we got Garrett Cole in the top 10. He has 36. And we got Jacob DeGrom, man. Jacob DeGrom, number two with 43 strikeouts, man. Um, saves uh, So we got three pitchers Three relievers tied for the most saves um, We got Josh Hader with eight He's in the top three We got David Bednar with eight And from the David Bednar is from the Pittsburgh Pirates And we got Jordan Romano with eight as well From the Toronto Blue Jays um, so those are our league leaders in stats so far in the 2023, 20, no, yeah, 2023 baseball season. Now let's get into the New York Mets, baby. <laughs> Let's go, man. Let's talk about the Nets, the New York Mets, the New York Mets, the Metropolitans, the Mets, Mets, Mets from City Field in Queens. Ugh. So the Mets, they went on a West Coast trip. Uh, They played 10 games West Coast, you know, on a 10 game. They went on a 10 game road trip in the West Coast. Um, let me just gather my information real fast. Sorry for the awkward silence. Just gathering the information real fast. So the Mets started off their West Coast trip on Friday, the April fourteenth. Um, they won against the Athletics seventeen to six. Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me just make sure real fast. Won the first game. They swept them. Nice job. And then they went on to play the Dodgers. They went on to play the Dodgers and they won eight to six. Uh, they won that series, winning two out of three to the Dodgers. Very good games. Very good games. Um, <clears throat> uh, next, after the Dodgers, they went on to face the Giants, and they won that first game against the Giants, 9-4. to four. Uh, They lost this series against the Giants. Um, after winning the first two, uh, after winning the first two games, they played a four-game series against the uh, the Giants, and they split. 
Uh, the Mets won the first game. The Mets won the first game nine to four. They won the second game seven to zero. They won the they lost the third game seven to four, and they lost the last game four to five. Um, I I was actually able to see the last game in uh in the bowling alley at at Sunday. Um, I forgot who was pitching. I think it was Tyler McGill. Let me just make sure who was pitching that Saturday or that Sunday. Yeah, it was McGill. It was Tyler McGill. Hold up. Sorry, guys. Damn, these allergies are killing me, man. I hate allergies. So Tyler McGill went out and started a game for the Giants, you know, in their uh, closing closing game for the road trip. Uh, He went four innings. He got six hits. He gave up six hits, four runs. And he only had two strikeouts. He also gave up a home run as well. But it was a tough start, you know, for the for the Mets. You know, um, the Mets the Mets left. Uh, they left twelve men on base this game, so they weren't hitting that much with uh, with men in scoring position. Um, they actually got a free run when they hit a fly ball to Mark Canna. Hit a fly ball to Michael Conforto, a former Met. He hit a fly ball to Michael Conforto, a former Met, and the former Met dropped the ball. Michael Conforto dropped the ball. He dropped the ball, and uh, you know the Mets were able to get one, 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 one run off of the drop fly ball. Um, they took the lead. You know it was four to three, and. Actually, they were down three to five in the fourth inning, and in the sixth inning, um, my boy Francisco Alvarez had a couple opportunities that he didn't come through with bases loaded. Um, and you know the Mets, they they're struggling right now with men on scoring position, but you know it's gonna come, it's gonna come. My boy Alvarez just has to keep getting his opportunities, more at bats. And he's going to be solid. He's going to be fine. He's got to shorten up. He's got to be disciplined. And uh, he we, we saw a bright side from him, man. He got uh, he hit the game-tying home run um, against Taylor Rogers on Sunday against the Giants. He had a shot. His first home run of the season. His second overall in his whole career in the majors. But, um, you know, he's just got to be more disciplined and he's got to be more mature at the plate. He's got a lot of growing to do, but I just, you know, he needs his opportunities, man. He needs his opportunities. I'd rather see him in. I'd rather see him out there than Tomas Nito. He looks a lot scarier than Tomas Nito because Tomas Nito is really bad. And I, I can't see, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. Um, but the, the, the latest news on the Mets right now is that, um, you know, they have no pitching. They have no pitching whatsoever right now. Uh, the bullpen is getting, is being worked every single day. The pitchers are barely making it past the sixth inning. I think the longest outing for one of our pitchers was six innings. And, you know, 
they just haven't been getting past to the seventh or eighth inning, man. It's been really tough for the Mets pitching. Their bullpen has been beating has been being used a lot. They've been getting beat up a lot. It's been a lot of high scoring games, and you know it's really tough for the Mets right now. Max Scherzer got suspended for ten games for you know using substance on his for getting caught with a foreign substance while pitching. Um, he got suspended for 10 games. Justin Verlander still hasn't pitched. Jose Quintana is still out. So it's really it's really tough, the Mets, man. They have no pitching. Every pitcher of theirs is giving up at least five runs a game. And it's just tough. <laughs> it's just it's just tough. Sorry, I sneezed. Um, it's damn this episode is tough, man. Damn, what yo, episode six, man. You you will go down in infamy. You will go down in infamy, man. You will go down in infamy. But yeah, man, the Mets, they have no pitching right now. They they got they got a whole lot of players on the injured list. We got Max Scherzer getting suspended. Uh, the only bright thing in our pitching rotation right now is Kode Senga, but he's still getting his feet warm. He he's not he's got to be able to locate his ghost fork, you know his 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 signature pitch, and um you know it's it's tough right now. It's tough it's tough for the Mets right now with their pitching. Their lineup, however, is looking is looking get is getting better every day. I mean they just got shut out today against the Nationals five zero coming back from the West Coast trip. Um, so the bats got silenced today, but you know, overall their lineup, if you got, you know, they, their lineup looks pretty good. I like Nemo, Marte, Lindor, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, you know, Mark Canna's got to step it up a bit. Um, you know, they still got to get a solid DH. They don't have a solid DH right now. Um, you know, Francisco Alvarez got to come into his own Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty is a uh, is doing his thing. You know, he's another rookie from the Mets farm system. Um, he's doing his thing. I like him. He's a lefty third baseman. Uh, he plays really solid ball, man. He's gonna be making some noise for years to come for the Mets too, man. But the you know the Mets they they're looking all right overall. They're they're fifteen they're fourteen and ten right now with that loss against uh, the Nationals today. But uh, you know the Mets are looking—they're looking pretty good. You know they need some pitching. The pitching is gonna come soon, but you know the lineup is 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 pretty good, man. Um, let's go on to the Yankees. Okay, man, we're up to the New York Yankees. Uh, we're up to the last sport team of the day, and uh, you know we're just gonna get in and out, man. We're gonna get in and out. Uh, the Yankees, you know, they 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 were undefeated the whole season. I mean, they weren't undefeated. They had they hadn't lost a series the whole season to any team until they faced the Blue Jays a couple days ago. Uh, they faced the Blue Jays and they lost the first series of the Blue Jays, losing two out of three. <laughs> uh, losing two out of three, you know. <laughs> Uh, let me just go through the summary real fast. So either way, they lost two out of three. They lost two out of three to the Toronto Blue Jays. Very low scoring games for the Yankees, but the Blue Jays were were able to were able to make noise. You know, Vladdy is a is a Yankee killer. He had a shot against them the second game. 
Uh, they lost the first game 6-1. to one. Vladimir Guerrero hit a two-run homer. Brandon Bell hit a two-run homer. Yankees only got five hits, one run. Um, the next game, the Yankees won three to two. They won three to two, and then they lost five to one on Sunday. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit another shot against them. Clark Schmidt is was pitching that game. <laughs> Uh, uh, the the Yankees, the they they lost Giancarlo Stanton for for like six weeks due to a hamstring injury, and I'm I'm very devastated. I'm devastated. I saw the Yankees play yesterday against the Minnesota Twins, and you know, uh, oh man, it's it's really tough, man. It's tough to like this organization, man. It's tough. It's really tough, man. The way I cannot watch. I cannot watch the Yankees play, man. I, I just can't watch Aaron Boone anymore. I cannot watch him. I cannot watch him with his decisions, his lineups. It's horrible, man. He still has Aaron Hicks playing out there. He has Aaron Hicks starting and he's batting 100. Like, oh my God. It's, it's horrible. Yankees yesterday, they almost got shut out against Sonny Gray. I mean, they did. Sunning Gray threw out seven. He threw out seven innings pitch, no, no runs. I think he got like seven. Let me let me let me make sure. Let me make sure what Sunning Gray did yesterday because he completely dominated the Yankees yesterday. He dominated, and the Yankees used one, two, three, four, five, six. The Yankees used five pitchers yesterday, man. Five pitchers while. The 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 twins only used three. And Sonny Gray went seven innings pitched, three hits, and eight strikeouts. Eight strikeouts, man. Eight strikeouts. Tough. 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 Tough, man. Toughy tough tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough to be a Yankee fan, man. It's tough. Not really a Yankee fan, you know. I'm a New York fan, but you know Stanton is my favorite player, so I'm gonna root for them. But I, I, oh man, it's tough. It's tough to watch the Yankees play, man. It's tough. It's tough. But yeah, they lost yesterday. Joey Gallo hit a rocket against them. Sonny Gray was dealing, shut them out for seven innings, and they they barely they survived the shutout. They scored what they scored on a fielder's choice to score a run. You know that's how tough it was for them to score a run. It's tough, man. I just I can't watch. Aaron Hicks is still in the lineup, and I I don't even believe it, man. He's batting one oh seven right now. He's batting one oh seven. He he went zero for four yesterday. He went zero for four yesterday. And what do the Yankees do? This what do the Yankees do? They put him to bat again. They put him to start again. Yankees picked up this guy called Willie Calhoun, and he went two for four today. Volpe went two for four. Judge went one for four. But Yankees left 12 men on base. Rizzo had a bad game. He went 0 for four with three strikeouts, so he had a... If he would have got some hits, man, you know, Yankees could have got a couple. But they lost again, 6-2. Um, the Twins have just been beating beating them decisively. 
uh, it's just they making it look easy against the Yankees right now, man. Very easy. Uh, so that concludes the sports part with Jesus. That concludes the sports part. Now we're gonna get into the Bible talk, man. He he ha ha. We finally made it to the last segment of the episode. Uh, we're about 56 minutes. Um, it's been a tough episode, guys. It's been a really tough episode, but I've been trying to push. I've been trying to maintain strong. I know the content that I'm talking about is it's all right, but it's it, I'm just doing it, man. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have a short memory. I gotta forget about everything that's happened today within the last 24 hours. I gotta stop looking at my car. It's just, oh man. Life, lifey, life, life. So now let's get into the Bible, man. Let's let's just get let's just get right into it. You know, let's let's just read. Let's read the Lord's book, the good old Lord. So last last episode we were talking about the families, you know Noah's descendants. So let's get right into it, man. Nations grow and spread. This is the history of families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. They are Noah's sons. These men had children after the flood. Japheth descendants. Here we go with the names again, guys. I feel like I've uh I feel like I've read this already. Hold on, let me let me pause this. Let me pause this real fast and see if I read this already. Okay, guys. So let's get into it. It turns out we were right. Uh, so this is the history of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. They are Noah's sons. These men had children after the flood. Here are Japheth's descendants. Japheth's Japheth's sons were Gomer, Magog. Madai, Havang, Tubal, Meshesh, and Tiras. Gomer's sons were Ashkenaz, Rafath, and Togarmah. Havan's sons were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanem. All the people who lived in the area around the Mediterranean Sea came from these sons of Japheth. The people separated and went to different countries according to languages, families, and nations. Ham's descendants. So these are the sons of Ham's. Ham's sons were Cush, Mizram, Put, and Canaan. Cush's sons were Seba, Havila, Sabta, Rama, and Sabteka. Rama's sons were Sheba and Dadan. Cush also had a son named Nimrod, who became a very powerful man on earth. He was a great hunter before the Lord. That is why people compare other men to him and say, That man is like Nimrod, a great hunter before the Lord. Nimrod's kingdom spread from Babylon to Erech to Akkad and then to Kalne in the land of Babylonia. Nimrod also went into Assyria. In Assyria, Nimrod built the cities of Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ir, Akala, and Rezen. 
Mizraim was the father of the people of Lud. Anam, Lahab, Navta, Pathras, Kasla, and Kaftor. Canaan was the father of Sidon. Sidon was Canaan's first son. Canaan was also the father of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Hivites, Archites, the Sinites, Arvadites, Zemarites, and Hamathites. The families of Canaan spread to the different parts of the world. The land where the Canaanites lived went from Sudan down along the coast to Gerar and from Gaza as far as east of Sudan. And Gomorrah and from Adma and Zeboim as far as north as Laish. All these people were descendants of Ham. They are arranged by families, languages, countries, and nations. Shem's descendants. Shem was Japheth's older brother. One of Shem's descendants was Eba, the father of all the Hebrew people. Shem's sons were Elam, Ashul, Aphrax, Lud, and Aram. Aram's sons were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphax was the father of Shalah. Shalah was the father of Eba. Eba was the father of two sons. One son was named Peleg. He was given the name because the earth was divided during his life. The other son was named Joktan. Joktan was the father of Alomadad, Almodad, Shalaf, Hazarmaveth, Jarah, Hadoram, Uzal, Teklah, Obal, Abimal, Sheba, Ophir, Havila, and Jobab. All these people were Joktan's sons. They lived in the area between Misha and the hill country in the east. Misha was toward the country of Safar. These are the people from the family of Shem. They are arranged by families, languages, countries, and nations. This is the list of families from Noah's sons. They are arranged according to their nations. From these families came all the people who spread across the earth after the flood. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Next page. The Tower of Babel. There was a time when the whole world spoke one language. Everyone used the same words. Then people began to move from the east. They found a plain in the land of Babylonia and stayed there to live. Then they said to each other, let's make some bricks of clay and bake them in this fire. Sorry, I had to breathe again. I mean, I had to sneeze. Yo, this is a mission, guys. Mission. I'm. I'm gonna just read this page, and we're gonna get. We're gonna. We're gonna. Go, I'll see you guys in the seventh episode, man. Oh Lord, Lord. All right, guys. 
So they said to each other, let's make some bricks of clay and break and bake them in the fire. Then they used these bricks as stones as they used tar as motor, mortar. Then people said, let's build ourselves a city and a tower that will reach to the sky. Then we will be famous. This will keep us together so that we will not be scattered all over the earth. Then the Lord came down to see the city and tower. The Lord said, these people all speak the same language. And I see that they are joined together to do this work. This is only the beginning of what they can do. Soon they will be able to do anything they want. Let's go down and confuse their language. They will not understand each other. So people stopped building the city and the Lord scattered them all over the earth. That is the place where the Lord confused the language of the whole world. That is why it is called Babel. Babel. Babelala. And it was from there that the Lord caused the people to spread out to all the other places of the earth. The history of Shem's family. This is the history of Shem's family two years after the flood. When Shem was a hundred years old, his son was his son Aphraxed was born. After that, Shem lived five hundred years. He had other sons and daughters. When Aphrax was thirty-five years old, his son Shelah was born. After Shelah was born, Aphrax lived four hundred and three years. During that time, he had other sons and daughters. After Shelah was born, after Shelah was thirty years old, his son Eba was born. After Eba was born, Shelah lived four hundred years. 403 years. During that time, he had other sons and daughters. After Ibar was 34 years old, his son Peleg was born. After Peleg was born, Ibar lived another 430 years. During that time, he had other sons and daughters. After Peleg was born... His son Ryu was born. After Ryu was born, Peleg lived another 209 years. During that time, he had other sons and daughters. After Ryu was 32 years old, his son Surag was born. After Surag was born, Ryu lived another 207 years. During that time, he had other sons and daughters. After Surag was 30 years old, his son Nahur was born. After Nahur was born, Sahud lived another 200 years. During that time, he had other sons and daughters. After Nahur was 29 years old, his son Tarah was born. After Tarah was born, Nahur lived another 119 years. During that time, he had other sons and daughters. After Tarah was 70 years old, his sons Abram, Nahur, and Haran were born. This is the history of Tarah's family. This is the history of Terah's family. Terah was the father of Abram, Nahur, and Harang. Harang was the father of Lot. Harang died in his hometown, Ur of Babylonia. 
while his father Tara was still alive. Abram and Nahur both married. Abram's wife was named Sarai. Nahur's wife was named Milka. Milka was the daughter of Harang. Harang was the father of Milka and Iska. Sarai did not have any children because she was not able to have children. Uh-oh. Sarai. Terah took his family and left Yor of Babylonia. They planned to travel to Canaan. Terah took his son, Abram, his grandson, Lot, and his daughter-in-law, Sarai. They traveled to the city of Harang and decided to stay there. Terang lived to be 205 years. He died in Harang. So that's it, folks. That is it. We're going to conclude episode of episode six right there because episode six was one of the hardest, the hardest episodes we've had to deal with. You know, the allergies, the car, the job, the mind, me, you versus you. Oh, God, Lordy Lord. I just, I'm, I, I don't know what to say right now. I don't know what to say. Well, what I will say is that next episode is going to be a lot better. You know why? Because it's lucky number seven. Lucky number seven, baby. And I can't wait. I can't wait for the next episode. It's going to be a good one. I could already see that the next chapter. Uh, we're on Genesis 12, by the way. Um, the next chapter, things start to get a little busy. Things start to get a little busy. The stories get a little better. A lot more interesting. And... You know, things just start getting moving in the Bible, man. It's going to be fun. Um, next episode, we will we will see if the Knicks are in the second round. Um, we'll watch some Met-Yankee games. Um, I don't think there's any big fights going on this Saturday. But, you know, we'll just keep living. You know, we'll keep living. We'll keep working. We'll keep grinding. And, um, you know, I just want to say it's, it's been a trip, man. It's been a trip. This This whole thing is making me. It's making my character, man. It's just making me stronger. Um, it's making me wiser. And it's making me hungrier. It's making me hungrier, you know? I'm going to keep working, guys. I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep producing. I'm going to keep working hard. You know, I'm going to be persistent, resilient, composed, poised. You know, I'm I'm going to remind myself of the dream. I'm going to be on ESPN. You know, or if I don't make it on ESPN, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be big, man. And all my people are going to be taken care of. You know, we're not going to get any more tickets. We're not going to get any more dents in the car. You know, it's just going to be fun. But, you know, it all comes with hard work and a lot of patience at first. But we'll remain humble. We'll remain hungry, and we'll remain resilient, all right? I just want to thank you guys. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Sports With Wit. Sports Wit, Jesus. Me, Marcos. Ese soy yo. That is I, guys. I will catch you guys in episode seven. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for everything. And you guys have a wonderful evening, wonderful morning, whatever. Whenever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, man. God loves you. We all love you. Have a blessed one, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Episode six concluded.